I'm just going to obey the Lord and, and chase God a minute. How's that? That'd be all right. We normally would be turning to James chapter 1, picking up where we were last week. But if you don't mind, just turn to Psalm 91. Psalm 91. Hallelujah. I tell you, I won't keep you long tonight, but every time I do that, I keep you twice as long. Psalm 91. If you're there, say amen. amen. Psalm 91, it'll be familiar to you. I don't remember the last time I read it, much less preached from it, and I certainly hadn't studied it today. But I believe I'm safe with the direction of the Holy Spirit. I've, I've found him to be reliable. If you're looking for a relevant word, I, I, I don't know that there could be a more relevant word in the Word of God for the times we live in. I've never liked that word relevant in church because the word of God is relevant always to my life, to your life. Psalm 91 says, He that dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Man, that's enough. He's talking to me. He that dwells. It's not he that passes by or visits on Sunday morning or on Wednesday night. The Word of God has a lot to say about abiding. I know that the Word of God says the Holy Spirit, He abides. It says when He was given. See, that's why I don't buy that, it, that, that He was for a, a time of the apostolic age, but not for today, because Jesus says when He comes, He shall abide with you forever. To abide means to just move in and stay. The word says that Jesus abides. Of course he does because they're one in unity. He tells me that, that if I'll abide in the secret place, he tells me if, if, if I abide in you and my, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, that's Jesus speaking, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, speaking in John's gospel, there is so much more to living for him than to just a passing moment. He abides. And he's asked me to abide in him. You want the promises of God and you want the shelter in a troubled time. Abide in him. He that dwells in the secret place of the Most High. There is a place in him that the world can't get to. 
It is a secret place. It's a place of his own making. It is, it, is, it is one he'll give imagery as a mother hen gathers her chicks underneath her wings. It, 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 is, it is a, uh, that the old song said, and, and it comes from the word of God, it says that he hideth my soul in the cleft of the rock that shadows a dry, thirsty land. He hideth my soul, my life, in the depths of his love. It says, and he covers me there with his hand. It says, when my soul, David said, when my soul is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than I, for thou hast been a shelter for me. I've had days in the last month, in the last week, and this week where my soul has been overwhelmed. But he's still an abiding place. Make him your habitation. Come on, church, where you at? Make him your habitation. It's the place that I stay. It's the place that I live. It's, 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 it's not something I do. It's who I am. He that dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, that's Jehovah, Elohim, I will say of the Lord. Well, I could talk about the Lord. Because, see, when I, when, I get, when, I, when I get saved, when I'm truly saved, he's not just the one that keeps me from hell. He's my Lord. He's the one that tells me how, and shows me and guides me in how to live. You've heard me say it many times. People want a Savior, but they don't want a Lord. Peter said in Acts that this Jesus whom you crucified has been both, both Savior and Lord. Oh, I want to get saved, but there ain't nobody telling me how to live. Man, I've heard it. I've heard it actually said many, many, many times. And, I, and, I, and, I've, and I've watched it play out whether it was actually said or not. He says, I will say of the Lord that he is my refuge. Church, listen to me tonight. In the coming days and weeks and months and years, if, if he doesn't become your Lord and he doesn't become your refuge, you're going to be wrung out, stretched out, washed out, stressed out. But if he's your Lord, you will be able to say, I will say of the Lord. Not the preacher says of the Lord. Not the board says of the Lord. Not grandma says of the Lord. That it says, I can say of the Lord that he is my refuge and my fortress. 
See, he's a place for me to run and hide in safety. But not only that, he is the safety. It says he's my fortress. If I'm in the fortress, I'm in the place of safety. I'm, all, I'm in the place where I'm guarded against the attack. I am in the place where I can go on the counteroffensive because I'm in a fortified position where he can't get to me. I will say of the Lord that he is my refuge my fortress he's my god come on he is my god and in him will i trust in him see i don't have my trust i've been telling you for three years if your trust is in that refinery in that chemical plant that you think is never going to be touchable then there's going to come a day whenever you have nothing to shelter you nothing to hide you nothing to fortify you because everything that you see is going to pass away Heaven and earth will pass away, but my word will never pass away. You can count on it. You can hide in it. You can fight with it. I will say of the Lord, you are my refuge and you're my fortress. You are my God, and in him will I trust. Our coins and our dollar bills in America still saying God will and God we trust, but we all know that's a lie. It's just a slogan. It's just ink. It's just stamped on the coin. We have passed a long time ago having a God as a nation that we trust in. But I can have a God as an individual. I can have a God as a father. I can have a God as a pastor. I can have a God as a dad that I can count on, that I can trust, that He will never leave me he will never forsake me that he will undergird me that he will protect me that he will guide me every step of the way no matter what happens in this world <laughs> there is an enemy of our soul that is after me day and night. It is his goal. He's after you day and night. It is, it is his goal. He's not particular about his goal, how he accomplishes it. He's not particular about how he attacks you. He'll do it any way it takes. If he, if he can destroy you with success, he will destroy you with success. If he can destroy you with lust, he will destroy you with lust. If he can destroy you with, with, with addiction, he will destroy you with addiction. If he destroys you with pride, that's his favorite. He will destroy you with pride. If he can destroy you where you, where you can't walk to the front and, give you, and, 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 and bow your knee and break your will and give it that your will can be lost in his, that's how he'll do it. He is not picky about how he destroys you but if you'll run to him if you'll abide in him he will he will shelter you fortify you undergird you go before you oh he just might as well keep reading surely he will deliver me let me stop and preach a minute because I'm sick to death of the church medicating it, counseling it, band-aiding it. 
You say, you're preaching against medicine? I, listen, y'all, I come too far to, to, to even deal with that kind of silliness. I'm talking about where your faith's at. I'm talking about whenever, whenever your back's against the wall and whenever you don't have any peace of mind, when you don't have any hope, that there's nothing that any counselor, any, any doctor, or anybody else is going to do for you if you can't run to the secret place of the Most High and abide under the shadow of the Almighty, that you're hopeless if your hope is in anything else but Him. He said, surely he will deliver you. Listen, he's still a delivering Savior. I'm so sick of Christians standing up and saying, hello, my name is Jr. and I'm an alcoholic. No, get out of that bondage and get to a Savior that will set you free, that will break the chains, that will break the binds, that will break the addiction. He is still power enough to set you free. He is a, he's not just, he's not just a get you out of hell, Jesus. He is a break whatever comes against you that has bound you. He is a deliverer. He was a deliverer all the way back in, in, with, with the children of Israel in Egypt. What did he promise them? He said, I'm going to raise up a deliverer. I can preach all night about the, the typology of the children of Israel and, the, and Pharaoh and the bondage of Egypt and when they were brought out. See, they couldn't get out. They were slaves. They were totally and completely underneath the hand of the most powerful man in the world. And, they, and they, 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 the greatness of Egypt was built on their back. He was a terrible taskmaster. I'm going to tell you, this enemy is a terrible taskmaster. He demonstrated his power over and over. But I want to tell you, everybody that's chasing signs, miracles, and wonders and think that that's where it's at, I'm going to remind you that time after time, Pharaoh's magicians duplicated the miracle. Then there came a time when there was something they couldn't do. <laughs> he told them how it was going to work. He told them to strike, the, to kill the lamb and to, stri- and to t- and catch his blood in a basin and to strike the lintel in the doorpost. And, and he said, and when you, after you've painted the lintel in the doorpost, get in the house and stay in. Eat the, take the lamb, eat of all of it. You and your family, don't waste a thing. You get him all and, and stay under the blood. He said, and tonight, I am going to pass over Egypt. I'm going to pass in the death angel to pass through and he's going he's to strike the firstborn of every house, of his cattle, of his livestock, of his children. He said, but when I see the blood but when I see the blood I will pass over you he raised up a deliverer in Moses which is a type of Christ and Moses in obedience to the power of God gave the instruction for the Passover and whenever when everybody who heeded it he brought them out what did he do he says I will deliver you out of the hands of the Egyptian what did he say again I will deliver you 
I'm stuck on it. I'm going to stay here a minute. It says, it says that surely he will deliver me from the snare of the fowler. Surely he will deliver me from the snare of the fowler. Somebody says that is a psalm. That is Old Testament. And I want to tell you, we now have a better covenant according to the writer of Hebrews. We, if he can deliver in Psalms, if he can deliver in, in Exodus, if he can deliver, if he can deliver from Babylon uh, under the old covenant when they walked in obedience when the spirit moved at times surely when the spirit now abides that and the, and the word says that we have a better covenant based on better promises surely he can deliver me today surely he can deliver you today he didn't bring you to patch you up bandage you up to to to, to get you by the next week he come to set you free Psalmist said, my soul has escaped like a bird out of the snare of the fowler. Can I look real quick? Because some of you still don't believe that Jesus is the deliverer. Turn to Luke chapter 4, verse 18. Let's look at it. He tells you why he's here. Reading from the, from the writings of the old covenant. Imagine that. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, Jesus speaking. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captive, the recovering of sight to the blind, and to set at liberty, to set free them that are bruised. And to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. It's why he came. It's why he came. It's why he came. I think the church has circled the wagon around all this junk because they were so powerless that they looked foolish. Because they no longer trusted in the God that they preached about. They no longer believe. They no longer, they no longer had the prayer life. They were too busy preaching to sermonettes, to Christianettes, and they began to entertain instead of intercede. I think it was Ravenhill that said that, that any time that the Spirit of the Lord leaves the place, the entertainment will have to fulfill it to take its place. It's the only thing left. When we begin to entertain instead of intercede, deliverance went out the window. Because when nothing happens, people look foolish. But I'm going to tell you, he still sets the captive free. We sing songs that you could be singing to your girlfriend today and call it worship. Take Jesus out and put in my baby and you got the same song. When we used to sing that once like a bird in prison I dwelt. And no freedom from my sorrow I felt. But Jesus came and he listened to me. And glory to God, he set me free. Oh no, we're not in the same place we used to be. But with everything I've got in me, this church is going to be, this church is going to experience the power of God. This church, is, this church has and will and is going to experience the power of God in an unprecedented way. 
because I'm not going to settle for anything left. If I have to pray it in myself, if I have to fast it in myself, if I have to preach it in myself, I have chosen and I have decided that every, word, that in the, every, that every chapter in the book is mine. Boy, we used to sing a lot, didn't we? Every chapter, in the, every chapter, in, every promise in the book is mine. Every chapter, every verse, every line. Surely he will deliver me from the snare of the fowler. Young generation, listen to me. And listen, take some advice and take some word and listen to the word of God because we've come to a place where we think we've got to experience every snare for ourselves. Grown people too. We're in an age of rebellion and lawlessness and testing everything that has already been settled. If you're going to experience everything for yourself, it's going to be a long, hard life. But you can get in the Word and you can be led by the Spirit. And I'm going to tell you, He'll show you where the snares are at. And if you have any wisdom at all, you will walk around them instead of testing them to see if they're as deadly as somebody, as Papa said they was. That's a good preaching. You're going to have to experience it all for yourself. It's going to be a world hurt. And you're going to be exhausted and frustrated. And then you're going to come to a place where you're going to start asking why. And then your whys are going to turn to questioning God whenever God would have walked you through it all along. But you didn't want his instruction. You wanted to figure it out on your own. And he gave us the word. He says, you've given us all things that pertains to life and to godliness. If you've got questions, go to the book. And it will, it will save you from a lifetime of despair and heartache. You want to cuss around a little bit and then wonder why nobody respects you when you, when you have something to say. There's one thing that's been lost that, I, that I'll just go ahead and say that there's one thing that's been lost today it's the concept of cause and effect. Hello? Anybody remember, anybody remember when they actually literally taught in, in, in school cause and effect? I do. It's a lost concept today. I'll give you some examples and hack some of you off. Just get hacked off because it's still true. You can't, be, you can't find you a man at the bar and then be surprised when you marry a drunk. Can't pick up your girlfriend at the strip club and then be surprised when you're married to a harlot. We'll use a biblical word. <laughs> Hacks this generation off. And I, when I say this generation, I'm not necessarily talking about somebody his age. I'm talking about the people that are alive on the faith. Hacks them off. You got it all figured out. I got news for you. Can I, can, I, can I download a big one on you? I'm pro-choice. Because I can tell you right now, if you'll choose what the Word of God says for, for, for sexuality, you will never have a surprise pregnancy. Never. It won't happen. 
But the fact of the matter is, is you're screwing around with everything you can find and then you want to cover it by murdering a baby. I don't care who likes it. I don't care who doesn't like it. I don't care how your little liberal mind is offended. If you would live by sexuality as the Word of God intended it, one God, one man with one woman bound in marriage, then there would not be 75 million aborted babies in America today. You can, that is the truth. There would, be no, there would be no sexually transmitted diseases. There would be no spouses killed in a jealous fit of rage over an affair. Surely he will deliver me from the snare of the fowler. Young person, get out of the snare. Foolishness. It's high time a bunch of preachers all over this country looked at their people in the eye and said, young lady, young man, if you, you're going you're gonna to die if you don't stop. You're going to die if you don't stop. <laughs> and it won't be the devil that made you do it or God that caused it. It was you. It was you. I'm telling you, if you will live by the Word of God, it is not a fence to confine you or a corral to keep you in. It is a guardrail to keep you from destroying yourself. There's people in this room right now, keep testing it. Keep testing it. Keep testing it. Keep rebelling against mom and dad. Keep writing stupid stuff on Facebook. Keep doing it. You're going to pay for it. And you're not going to be able to even stand before God ignorantly because a preacher on whatever day in June this is, on a Wednesday night, told you the truth. It's high time. It's high time. Surely he will deliver me from the snare of the fowler. He's out to... The thief comes for one reason. Steal, kill, destroy. And you're not an exception. Everybody thinks, I mean, we see, we raised a generation that think they're exceptional. Oh, Brandon, why did you turn me on? Why did you, why did you turn this on in me? Tim Hill says, sometimes I can't tell if I'm mad or anointed. It's high time. 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 By Mom and Dad, by the way, it's high time that you got some backbone and stood up and said no. It's high time. It's high time. It's high time. Because it's easier to say no, believe it or not, than it is to deal with the fallout and the heartache that comes when you don't. You know what causes me to preach straight? I'm tired of counseling broken hearts when they could have heard the truth to start with. I'm tired of it. An ounce of cure is still worth a pound of prevention. Yes, this is where we're at. A deceived, rebellious, stiff-necked generation. And it's sitting in the church. Don't ever be shocked when the world is deceived, stiff-necked, and rebellious. That's what the sinner does. We should be appalled that it's sitting in the pew and it's comforted Sunday after Sunday. We're comforting the lost. Trying to disciple the unredeemed. It'll never work. You cannot disciple what's not been redeemed. 
the Word of God is true. Let God be true and every man a liar. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my, he is my fortress, my God. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge, my fortress, my God, and Him will I trust. I will, surely He will deliver me from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilences. We have that word noisome pestilences. It means the deadly pestilence. You're playing with death. He shall cover you with his feathers and under his wings shall you trust his truth what in the world is his truth his truth what in the world is his truth thy word is truth Jesus is truth the word and Jesus are one and the same. Week after 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 week. I've said in the beginning was the word. And the word was with God. The word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. It says everything was made by him. And without him nothing was made that was made. And in him, in him, this truth, this word was life. And the life was the light of men. He shall cover you with his feathers and under his wings shall you trust. His truth shall be your shield and your buckler. It'll be what protects you and keeps your armor on. What will? His truth. You are naked without his truth. You are naked without his truth. You might as well, you might as well be trying to stop a bullet in your bathrobe. You are naked without his truth. He said of that Laodicean church that was certainly a church in Asia at the time, but as a chronological church of the church age that we are living in. He says, you think that you're, that you're rich and increased of goods and in need of nothing. But I say, Jesus is speaking. He says, but I say that you're poor, that you're blind, that you're wretched, and you're naked. It says you're, you're going to have to anoint your eyes. He says, over and over, let them that have an ear, let them hear. Listen, you can hear words and never hear. You can hear words and never hear. Let them that have an ear, let them hear what the Spirit of the Lord would say to the church. I said, the prophet prophesied of a time in Israel, but mirrored a time that would come. He says that there were coming a time that there would be a famine in the land. Uh, not a famine of bread and not a famine of water, but, uh, but a famine of the hearing of the Word of God. It didn't even say that there wouldn't be the Word of God being preached. It didn't even say that the Word of God couldn't be found. It said that there would be a famine of the hearing of the Word of God. Two percent. Listen to me. All this time, when I preach to this church, I have I have 
many people believe and many people receive and many and many people change and many people are encouraged and many, but there's always and you can feel the element that doesn't believe that it's as bad as what i say it is that they're naive with their head in the sand i don't know if they don't want to believe it they just think the preacher is sensational uh, you have never heard this preacher preach anything in sensationalism and you never will i cannot stand a preacher that hypes and sensationalizes and pulls out of context to stir a crowd and to put fear into people if you can't preach the word of god then you need to sit down but i'm going to tell you if you if you think for one second it's not in, that it's not it, for everything i've told you it's a hundred times worse just this week, I got into the guts of this thing that Barna did. Look at me. Every person in this room, look at me and hear me. Parents in America, in the church. Did you hear what I said? Not, not in Iran, not in Iraq, in America. Not in the world, in the church. Parents in America of preteen children, that is 12 and under, today, right now, in America, right now in the church, 2%, not 22, not 42, not 72, 2, 1, 2. 2% 2 of parents of preteen children in America have a biblical worldview, and we wonder how we got in the hell condition that we're in. How many times? How many times are we going to have to pay the consequences for foolishness before we, turn our, before we turn back to God and live for Him? No, it's not as bad as what I said. It's a hundred times worse. He shall cover you. Who shall? Who shall cover you? He shall cover you. Donnie mentioned it the other day, this foolishness that went through the church. Who's your covering? I'll tell you who my covering is. He is. I'm covered by the blood of Jesus. It says, He shall cover you. With his feathers under his wings shall you trust. His truth shall be your shield and your buckler. You shall not be afraid for the terror by night, nor the arrow that flies by day. Who, sh who can't? Let me. You can't claim the promises of Psalm 91 if you're not, if you're, and, and, and the promises of Psalm 91 and 5 if you're, not, if you're not in the abiding presence of Psalm 91 and 1. Psalm 91 and 5 is not your promise if you're not abiding in him abiding is a personal lifetime commitment to staying close to him I don't care what any denominational fellowship has told you. You can't pray a prayer when you're five and think that you're abiding in him when you're 70 when you live like hell all the way through. It's not scriptural. Abide means to move in and stay. And when Jesus said it, can I, can I help somebody tonight? I, I do it all the time. I'm going to help them. But it's amazing how people read the word at the highest levels and don't understand the basics of the, of the, of the language. If, 
you abide in me. And my words abide in you. Did you notice the biggest word in the sentence? If. If. There is no way to, there is no, to, no way to theologize that word out of the sentence or any other place it's used. There is no way to doctrine that word out of the sentence. Uh, anywhere it's used throughout the word of God, it is, hear me and hear me well, it is dishonest theology and it's deception to, to read it any different than, what, than what's on the page. If means what it means. Any way you want to cut it. If still means if. If a man is in Christ, he's a new creation. Colossians, Paul wrote, if you continue in the way. Who continues? You. If you continue in the way. I, I, I'm, I'm amazed how some of the smartest people in the world could be so stupid that they don't know what if means. You say, preacher, oh, especially Wednesday night, folks, there's, there's just people that uh, you're just not used to this yet. And I, frankly, I'm not either. I have just, came, I am just came to the place, Wayne, where I cast it all aside. Yeah. I, I, I'm, not, I'm not concerned about pe people's religious sensibilities any longer. Because you know what? The time is short and the hour is desperate. And we're losing our children. So I'm not concerned about your religious sensibilities anymore. Do you know that this preacher is going to stand before God one day for what, I, for what I was willing to preach, what I was willing to teach, and for what I was willing to say? And guess what? I am not, I am not going to stand before God because some, and, not, and give an account because somebody might have got their feelings hurt. Or they might have got, or they might have got mad and went to the, to, to the soft pedal church down the street. Ain't going to happen. The prophet said, said if the watchman see and does not warn that their blood is on his hands it says but if they be warned and they do not heed then he is free of their blood it's on them i will not stand before god with anybody's blood on my hands in this day and in this hour i'm not going to do it so people can come people can go they most if you don't notice they mostly come unless they think i'm in africa then I'm mostly kidding about that. Well, I said it wouldn't be long, but I hadn't got very long. I hadn't got very far either, have I? You should not be afraid. If, if you abide. If you say to the Lord, He's your fortress, your refuge, your God, and Him will I trust. And his truth is your shield and buckler. Oh, it makes me want to say something. Does anybody in this house still know that every, that every promise in the book is yours, but every promise in the book has a condition? Did you know? Does anybody still know? Has anybody, has anybody had anybody teach them that knew anything about this word that will tell you that every promise in this book is a condition? Here, let me draw one out real clear for you. You probably quoted it. I like it. It's good. It draws it out. It lays it out. It says, if my people 
Oh, there's that big word again. Here's that big word again. Here's that big word again. Here's that big word. He said, well, that was to Israel. I got news for you. The New Testament says, says that, 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 that the people who, who are in Christ, these are the children of Abraham. Actually, it calls them the real children of Abraham. It says that I, Romans, Romans tells me that I've been grafted into the vine. So guess who the promise belongs to? Me. If my people, big word, if, if my people, conditional, the if made it conditional. And he's not talking to the world, he's talking to his people. Somebody help me. Does everybody understand? If my people, which are called by my name. He just wants you to make sure you know who you are. Because to be his people, you're called by his name. He says, well, humble themselves. That literally means right off the bat, if you'll get the plow through the stinking pride that God can't stand. If my people, which are, before you even pray, Andrea, I'm not pointing you out, I'm talking to you. Before you even pray, Jeff, let me say it a different way. Ain't going to do you no good to pray if you hadn't humbled yourself. Because God resists the proud. He is actively against you. But he gives grace to the humble. What's a give grace to the humble? It means that he'll give you the power that you don't have to do what you can't do within yourself. You don't have it, but he does. And if you will, if you will get rid of your pride and humble yourself, then he will come in and power in the power of grace and do for you what you can't do. He, he will either be against you or for you. If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray. Oh, I could spend 15 minutes talking about the trash of, of, of church pride. Church pride will say, if you don't dress like me, then God won't bless you like he does me. Church pride will tell you if you paint it this way that, 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 or if you don't paint it this way that, that God is for you or against it when it has nothing to do with it. He'll tell you if your sleeves aren't this long or, or if your hair is this long or he'll tell you if you got a beard or you don't have it. That's the, by the way, that beard stuff is the stupidest, most foolish thing I've ever heard in my life. You can't even point to a scripture. Amen. You can't point to a scripture. But I can point you where, the, where they plucked his beard out I can, talk, I can point to you where it says that the anointing was like, that unity was like the anointing that flowed down Aaron's beard. God's choice for the high priest. That's religious pride that has to die. Amen. Come to preach. Come to preach. Come to preach. Cover it up. You'll be modest. Holiness is a condition of the heart, not the length of your dress. Ma'am, holiness is the condition of the heart, not where, where you got your last haircut, sir. Mm. If my people, which are called by my name, will humble themselves. I'm telling you, God ain't hearing that, your, your prayer through that stinking junk. You say, can you really say that? I can because that's what the Word says. So I can say it, not only can I say it, I can say it with authority because that's what the Word says. Oh, by the way, while I'm talking about, just so, just so we, can, we can, let's talk about a little generational sensibilities. I'm going to tell you something, sir. 
Whenever you're wearing things that's causing you, that you're trying to, everything in you is trying to, to attract attention to places that you shouldn't be attracting attention to, you're just as bad as anybody. Because we've had far too long and thought women the only, could be the only one that could be immodest. And I'm telling you, men do the same thing. It's a pretty good rule. The, 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 raise your hands, touch your toes. If anything shows, change your clothes. Men and women. Trying to think if I left anything out in the last 10 minutes. You know what? It needs to be said. We're in a desperate time and a desperate hour. You've just seen the beginning of it. $5 gas is nothing. 10% inflation, which I don't know where they get that at, is nothing. I don't understand where they get that at. When I go down to Tony's and eat barbecue last year, when I need a rack of ribs, it would be two people I could go for $28. I went the other day, it was 52 I don't know where they're getting 10% inflation. Hmm. If my people, which are called by my name, I, just, I was telling you that every promise is conditional. If my people, which are called by my name, will humble themselves. Now, by the way, let me, let, me, let me help you understand Scripture. It literally means if they don't, they, he won't. I found that you just have to explain things anymore because if you don't explain it, people will miss it. I think there was too many participation trophies in English. If my people, which are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray, seek my face, turn from their wicked ways. Not the world's wicked ways, Brandon, his people. He says, turn from your wicked ways. That is literal repentance. That, that repentance comes with sorrow, certainly. But repentance is I changed my mind and I changed direction. If my people, which are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray and turn from their wicked ways. Then. If my people will, then will I hear from heaven. Guess what that means? Literally, if you humble yourself, pray, seek my face, turn, then I will hear. If you skip any of those, then he won't. Right. If my people, which are called by my name, will humble themselves, pray, seek my face, turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven. I'll forgive their sin. I'll heal their land. You want to see a turnaround? You just heard it. You just heard the how. Nor the, says that, that, that the terror shall not come nigh by night, nor the arrow that flies by day, nor the pestilences, that's the sickness that walks in the darkness, nor the destruction that wastes or destroys in the noonday. A thousand shall fall at your right hand. Or a thousand shall fall at your side, ten thousand at your right hand, but it shall not come nigh you. 
Somebody ought to get that in their spirit. Only with your eyes shall you behold and see the reward of the wicked. Why? How? Look at, read it. He keeps explaining it. Because. Because. He's telling you, he's telling you how you can avoid the, 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 arrow, the, the terror by night and the arrow by day, the pestilences and the sickness that comes and, the, and, the, and all the things that he says. It says, only with your eyes shall you see the reward of the wicked. He says, because you have made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the most high, your habitation. I gotta, I'd love to do all of it, but we, none of us got time for that. There shall no evil befall you. Back up one. Why? Because you made, it's in the context. Look at the context. Because you made the Lord your habitation. There shall be no evil befall you. Neither shall a plague come nigh your dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. By the way, I'm going to mess with some people's theology. They're going to be upset with me. Maybe even somebody in this room, people in this room. I don't know, people watching by. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, it says, he shall give his angels charge over you. He's in charge of the angels. We're not. He is in charge of the angels. We are not. The angels are, are they have, they are exclusively, they are exclusively beholding to God the Father. They're exclusively contained to the Godhead. The angels don't work for me, and they don't work for you. Too many times the angels are given, are given power ascribed only to the Holy Spirit. The angels, the angels do not have the power of the Spirit, and they're not at my beck and call. They, they work for God and God alone. Fact, indisputable, Period. And they shall bear you up in their hands, lest you dash your foot against the stone. And you shall tread upon the lion and the adder, the young lion and the dragon shall trample under your feet. Because, here's another because, he has set his love upon me. Therefore, what's therefore? In, every, in light of everything I just said, therefore will I deliver him. I will set him on high because he has known my name. He's speaking of us right now. First person, he shall call on me and I will answer him and be with him in a time of trouble. And in a time, he shall call me and I will answer him and I will be with him in trouble. And I, oh, there it is again. I will deliver him and honor him. And with long life, I will satisfy him and show my salvation. I've just, man, I wish I could say more, but i got to say amen. I'm going to listen to this on the way back. I'm going to preach to me on my way back to the beach. God has purposed to move in power. Thank you, Matt. God has purposed to move in power. Thank you, Andrea. 
God has purposed to move in power. It's who he is. Humble yourself. Pray. Seek his face. Turn from your wicked ways. He's beginning to honor hungry people. He honors hungry people. Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be, shall be, shall be filled. You should anticipate it. Father, I thank you tonight for your power, for your word, for your spirit. Lord, I pray that you quicken it, that you make it alive into the hearts of the people tonight. In this room, watching now, watching later, watching a year from now. Quicken it to our hearts, to our minds. Let us take it to heart. Make you our Lord and abide with you. And let you and, and put you in a position, us in a position for you to show yourself mighty. Lord, forgive us. Me, forgive me. Forgive me for being satisfied with a powerless relationship. Lord, go with us, be with us, strengthen us in the coming days. Give us wisdom and strength and guide us with your spirit, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Before you go, this is the parting thought because I think it's important in light of what I just prayed. In Paul's dissertation to Timothy, he told you about perilous times that were coming and told you what it was going to look like. Go read it, and you'll find that that's what it looks like. And he, and he talked about what, it was, what, the, what the fellowship was going to look at that time. He says, you were going to have people that were ever learning but never coming to knowledge. We have, we have more information than we've ever had, and people, and people have less wisdom than, they've ever, than, than the world's ever seen. We're there. It says, it says that they will have a form of godliness, but they will deny the power thereof. The power of godliness is the power of the Holy Spirit. And the church world, as, as by and large, said that that was for then and not for now. And, and that was the mark of the last days when we would deny the power of the Holy Ghost in the church. And he said, from such, run. 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 Expect the power.